Hello, special guest of honor. We are the Vessels of Honor's Foundation and we are glad to have you join us this evening. Stay back and enjoy the service. Blessings. Burdens are being lifted. Burdens are being lifted. 
says something that prayer is the confidence to ask. Praise and worship is the confidence that he has done what you have asked. It's the reminder that you have received it. So whenever you are in a place where it seems like I cannot you know, do this stuff, I cannot stand up, I cannot push myself to do more. <coughs> Just remind yourselves to praise. Praise for what he has done already. Praise God. So in Jesus' name, I thank you because indeed the entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding. We thank you, Lord Spirit, because the word goes forth with signs and wonders. We thank you because indeed my mouth is like that of a ready writer. I will speak a word in season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Spirit, because indeed there is convicting power behind these words. Your spirit is in these words and indeed it sows life in the hearts of the people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because every heart here is made ready ground. And indeed this word brings forth much fruit in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks so much, VHP. Praise God. Let's celebrate VHP. All right, we can have our seats. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what's up, everybody? How are you all doing? How is your day? Sure, sure. Okay. All right, no problem. All right, so I need us to do something quickly. Um, Ire, is the link to the YouTube... Okay, can we all post it on our, on our statuses? Or is this state high? Statuses. Stay, <laughs> so let's just put on statuses and you know tell people to join, to join in. Praise God. Hallelujah. So who is going to do a pledge with me to make sure that I'm going to invite one person for service on Sunday? Praise God. If you are going to invite one person for service on Sunday, please raise up your hands. I actually have to drag them, but just you know invite. Let's start from there. Let's start from inviting someone before I say you should drag them. Praise God. All right, so last week, Wednesday, we started a series um, called... Hey, starting a series, praise God. started a series called Preparing for More. And the whole essence of the series was to teach us the basis and the foundation of how faith and our belief in God can get us to cross whatever boundaries we may seem to have. Do you get whatever boundaries we may seem to have that is between us and where we are going? And so, if anybody remember, what was the number one point that we said is the first step to preparing for more. Who remembers? Mm, yeah, yeah, you got it. It says that, so last week, Wednesday, we spoke that to get to where we want to be next, we must remind ourselves of who we are and what we carry. Why? Because who we are determines our identity and what we carry determines what we do, how we act. Now, many times, you know, people will say that if you can judge a man by his actions, I can judge. He says, show me your friends and I will, you know, tell you who you are because by the time we see their actions, you know, we'll be able to say, oh, this type of person that you are. Now, the reason why we are reminded of who we are as our identity is because 
as a believer, your identity matters the most. Why? Because the Bible says that there are many voices in this world and there is none without signification. But the truth must stand still. That's why um, I want to say Apostle Femi. Pastor Femi, well, Pastor Femi told us on Sunday that the reason why they will say you should lay hold on eternal life is because you can lose it. Because spiritual truths are slippery. So for the believer to cross into the place where he needs to be, he must always remind himself of who he is and what he carries. Because a believer that does not carry the identification of God present in his heart is one that will take anything. Why? Because if you do not know your name, you will answer by anything. If you do not know where you are going, every direction will be right for you. So the believer that is reminded of who he is and what he carries is one that can go through life purposefully. Not batting an eyelid. That is why, I don't want to skip the, the you know, part. That is why, if you're a believer and all you think you need to do is to sit down, pray, and confess that I am strengthened in Christ. I am going to do this, you know, and everything and everything. And you don't get up and walk. That's where you are going to sleep. Do you know why? Because if you're a believer that knows who he is and what he, you know, where he comes from, he understands that there is precedence that is set for him already in the world on how he should live his life. That is why, if you do not go and apply for a job, generally, you will not get jobs. There is a principle to how life works and how the believer must act upon them. That is why, despite God delivering the children of Israel from Egypt, they must cross the Red Sea. Even if the waters are parted, if they did not cross it, Pharaoh would have caught up to them and he would have, that's, that, well, trusting God, his will must come to pass. Somebody would have run forward, praise God. But many of them would have been injured. We see a precedence in scripture that whenever God gave a people a word, those people must act upon it. It wasn't just enough to remember the promises. They must actualize it. So as a believer, as you go through life, as you go through this week, as you go through you know, everything that you are doing as a person, you must remind yourself of who you are and where you come from. Why? Because it determines what you do and how you act. And one of the major things we talked about last Wednesday was the fact that this thing is so pertinent in the fact that it causes believers to have drawbacks. That is why. Pastor Sam told me something once. I, I, it took, took a long while to believe it. And it, it was in the fact that sin should not be a struggle for you. You are not the rehabilitated believer. You are not the rehabilitated creature. You are the new creature. You are the one that has been born again anew. That is why whenever, you know, whenever people say things like, oh, you know, it always, always sounded very weird to an orthodox mind like mine that whenever I say, you know, you, you sinned, you know, um, I was, and they say, just remind yourself of God's greatness in you and everything, and remind yourself that you will never do it again and you have been forgiven. When I first heard it the first time, I'm coming from a church where if you wear trousers, you are torn. So hearing such a thing that God has forgiven you of your sins, and you need not be People think that the forgiveness of sins is the wave, um, waiver of sins alone. But rather, it is the empowerment not to go back. That is why Jesus died and rose up again. And he did not die back. Because you cannot relapse on the resurrection life. But that is to show you the willpower and the ability of human beings to put a dent in people's plans. See, let me tell you something. If anybody ever tells you or asks you that, and eh, eh, if God knew all things, how was Adam and Eve able to... Um, you know, it's the fruit of good and evil. Christians are living proof of the fact that God is able to know all things, put in plan all of these things, and they will still carry their coconut head and mess it up. Praise God. 
So if you consistently remind yourself of who you are and where you come from, you will not find yourself doing certain things. The wisdom of God has been made available for you to make sure that you're able to escape from situations and escape from temptation. Why? Because a believer that is facing condemnation will lose sight of who he is. And when you lose sight of the cross, you have lost sight of life. And so the devil can come and attack you. Why? Because he says that your enemy, beware, your enemy goes about like a what? Roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Devour. It is easy to devour a sheep that has lost sight of the shepherd. Even if the shepherd is calling out to his name. So praise God. Don't let me be so. No, today, step two. Someone say with me, step two. Prayer. 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 Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, um, Apostle Peter in Acts, we were talking about how um, there was a lot of things that were coming up in the church and they said that we can't be deceiving our, we can't be wasting our times with this, that we, we are just for prayer and the ministry of the word and we'll appoint deacons to, you know, wait upon tables and do all of this stuff and do all of that and do all of that. And he mentioned two important things about the life of a believer, the life of someone who has been called to do the work of God, which was what? Prayer and the ministry of the word. Many times as believers, we always underestimate the place of prayer. And it's because there is a tendency for prayer to become a chore. To become a, um, um, uh, God, yes, yeah, so today, if I don't pray one hour today, am I a believer? You know, if I don't do all this stuff. So there's a tendency for prayer to become a chore. And the thing about people is that, the thing about human beings is that when something becomes obligatory, we are more, hi, English, we are more incentivized to to not do it. We are, more, we are more liable to not do it. That is why when someone tells you it is, that is why when someone tells you that I did not come to church because I'm tired or I did not I did not come to church because of any reason. It is because the act in itself has lost its essence. It has now become obligatory, like something that is on a checklist. And so, because you feel like you have another day, this meeting can be forfeited. Apostle Paul has warned us, not follow those who have forfeited or forsaken the gathering of the saints. Why? Because the enemy is on the prowl. There is a numbness that the 21st century life can bring upon us that makes us think that there are no spiritual powers. Evil wickedness in high places. It is only Romans 8.1 that there is no condemnation that you are seeing. You did not see that Jesus, the majority of his ministry, was casting out demons. He was not pretty old. Do you know that if you take... How many people have seen someone that is possessed before? Is it pretty? Uh-huh. Is it... Do you know that it is far better for the effect of the enemy to be aware than for you to be numb to it? Because what will happen is that you will be dying in slow death. And one day you will find yourself in a place where you are not aware. That is why First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, 19, I think, it says that quench not the spirit. See, the Bible is complete. Because how do we, how does the Bible ask us not to quench an omnipotent being? What it means is that do not dull your conscience to the instructions and the leadings of the spirit. Why? Because your life depends on it. Because the spirit was created to guide you into all truths. Now, a man that is without the truth is someone that can fall into all types of falsitude. That is why isms will carry you away. 
anything you see, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best not to make sure Twitter is not the, you know, thing. But anything you see on Twitter will carry away. You will be absolved of objective thought. You will be led by your feelings. So the believer that has quenched the spirit, that is why you will see believers and the statement that let us leave the word out of it or let us come to real life will come out of their mouth. Because there is the assumption that before Christ you had life. There was what was real life? What was the real life? Because people forget, now we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to prayer. People forget about the frailty of the human world. When you realize the frailty of the human world, you realize the need for prayer. That's why Ephesians 6 will say, above all else, taking the shield of faith, that you may do what? Quench the fiery darts of the enemy. To show you how fragile the human world is. See, if you walk out this door and hit your head at the right angle, you could be gone. Do you know? People, don't, people are not usually awake. Who? People are not usually awake to how the human world is so frail that life itself can be taken away from you in that instant. That is how you hear stories of people that said, The Holy Spirit told me not to go here. And I did not. And what happened? Something happened, and that was the end. If the person was there, they would have lost their lives. Not because the Holy Spirit is withdrawn from power, because, but because they have quenched their spirits. That is why, because you have quenched your spirits, you are unable to pray. You do not understand the importance of the burden to carry out prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communication with God to an end. To give him permission to intervene or light to know what to do. Praise God. You should be writing if you are not writing. You should be writing. Praise God. <clears throat> no, let's go into writing. We'll, we'll go into writing another day. There is an attitude the believer has towards the word. <clears throat> so prayer is communication with God towards an end. Now, when we look through scripture, we see a heavy emphasis on prayer from the old to the new. From the old, we see that men build altars to God, call upon his name, and ask him to perform a sign and wonder. And often than us, God will come down and if you see what God is doing in the Old Testament, you will shock. There's, that's, that's the reason why I believe that, you know, um, the early Pentecostals used to, you know, believe for strong signs and wonders and some would say that, oh, why can't God appear right now? Shebi used to do it in the Old Testament and all of that. So you see, God has appeared, they appear. There is no appearing that he wants to appear again apart from Christ in the second appearing. Praise God. So yes, so prayer is that thing that gives us connection to God. Now when we look through scripture, we see that the apostles will say, I would that all men, you know, lift up their hands and pray. He says that, I would that all men pray and not what? Faint. He says that, daily beloved, build up yourself or your most holy faith. Doing what? Speaking in tongues. He says that the effective uh, fervent prayer of the righteous man does what? Makes much power available. That is what? Dynamic in his what? In his working. He says that anyone that prays in the spirit does what? Edifies himself. We see consistently throughout scripture that the importance of prayer is placed very heavily in scripture for the life of a believer. What then is now the problem? What then is now the hindrance that stops us from praying? The hindrance that stops us from praying is discipline. Because you think like worship, every time they sing a song that could catch your heart, prayer is the same way. It is not. Why do you think Apostle Paul says that he will put to death his mortal flesh? He will put his body under. Why? Because prayer is spiritual exercise. 
that is why consistently over time you are praying and you are wondering why am I not praying? It is because there are breaks in between your exercise. And so, you have not built consistency and expertise. That is why you will ask someone, if you tap, daddy, daddy, boy, can you start praying? Just tap. Spontaneous from his spirit. You will wonder, how is daddy able to say, my daddy is here and he's doing this and this and this. How is he able to say, I see an angel there? Why? Spiritual exercise is a game of consistency and discipline. But the believer must maintain the conscious mind, the presence of mind, that this thing is working something in me. That is why the, um, the verse of pray without season, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, will make sense to you. See, if you are not praying, you are dying. It is not, it is not, that is why I will repeat again, you are afraid to listen to what you messages. If you are not praying, you are dying. For the believer, there is no in-between. You are either doing the works of God or you are winning. That is why the renewing of the mind is a consistent effort. Why? Because the world will continually feed, feed you with wrong information. And the Bible says that pray so that you may not faint. But Proverbs lets us know that if you faint in the day of battle, what happens? Your strength was little. And what believers do not get is that Ephesians, the scriptures told you that you must above all else carry the shield of faith. So that you may what? Withstand all. It didn't say some. It said all the fiery darts of the enemy. Meaning that a man without faith is a man that will be constantly under attack. The devil can be firing straight bullets to somebody else, but you will catch you. Do you know? People don't used to know. That's why many times you'll be consistently going through this. See, if there is a pattern that is opposite and contrary to the word of God in your life, it is not of God. If it consistently repeats itself, from an illness to a frailty in your body to you know a temperamental thing, and they'll say, "Ah, God, own yourself, be true to yourself." Um, 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 your, your toxic traits are your, are your de- de- defense mechanisms and whatever all those things people used to say. See, hear me and hear me well. <clears throat> see, I used to get angry, but yeah. see. You can put your body under and conform it to the word. The only way you can do that is consistently through prayer and the study of the word. Why? Because when a man is edified, what is edification? It is the building up of a man into an edifice. An edifice that has already been planned by a creator. There is a pattern to build up after. That is why when he says you pray in the spirit, you are speaking mysteries, not to yourself, but who? To God. Light dawns upon your heart. And the life of God is made available in your mind. And that is why you will see that any believer that does not consistently pray in tongues will be weak. We will see it. There will be, there will be cracks here and there. That is why it is easy to tell a believer that has not been praying. Why? Because they lack discernment. They, have not been, they are not awake unto righteousness. They cannot sense the spirit of God. People think that every time your heart is jumping, it is anxiety. No, something is wrong in the atmosphere. But because you have not built the habit of praying, you are suppressing it by distracting yourself by watching movies. While someone's destiny is hanging on your prayers. That is why you wake up by, at night. You say, God, I want you to use me. God, I want to be used. Lord, touch me. Lift me up. Let me touch people's lives. You wake up by 12 a.m. Start praying. 
know what? This music can be tomorrow. God will always seek for faithful men. And something we see very clear is that faithful men are men who are faithful in prayer. Prayer is a discipline before it is a delight. And even when it becomes a delight, there are times where it requires discipline. Do you think it's a delight to pray for 12 hours? What lovey dovey? <clears throat> see, <clears throat> there was a particular time I was listening past, I used to listen to Pastor Lawrence over there, you know, a lot. And I was feeling so hyped and everything like, oh God, oh, you know, you know memorize, try memorize tongues, you know. And then I was like, ah, oh, I'm ginger, and I'm going to go to, to chapel and I'm going to sing in tongues because it's worship. I'm going to sing in tongues for two hours, praising God. Uh, 45 minutes. Ah, all the tunes are gone. <laughs> there was no tongue to tongue again. Why? Because like exercise, spiritual exercise is adults. You can pray to your body will feel it. You can read the Bible till your eyes will be dropping out. So, what is prayer? Prayer is the communication with God. Now, I wrote something here that I want to read out. And please, just listen to me. The frailty of the human world is something that is truly bothersome. It is something that tests our limits constantly. So much so that we are often reminded that we can only do so much. But as God told Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, that my grace is made sufficient in your what? In your weakness. He says what? Prayer is the communication with God. To see the provisions of grace as it pertains to your state, from the growing of your faith to the revelation of his name. It is the avenue through which light shines on our heart, and in his light we see God. Praise God. So why then do we pray? Because the reason why we may not understand the... Um, so now this is a teaching. If, 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 if um, well, I was going to have it my way, you know, we'll pray, teach, then, you know, pray, but time is of the essence and I want you to you know think on these things as you are going back and what you should be writing all of you should be writing so why then do we pray one for light for enlightenment we pray for enlightenment why we see very clearly that it says that darkness has covered the earth and what gross darkness what the people but it says arise and shine for what your light has come and the glory of the Lord has what risen upon you meaning that the ability God has placed something in the heart of the believer God has placed something in the heart of his chosen people that gives them the ability to light this dark world. But then we see in the epistles that Apostle Paul consistently prays for the believers to know this thing, to understand these riches, to come to the knowledge of it. Meaning that a believer that is not aware of what God has placed in him will not be effective. And now what usually happens is that there is something that that I, I, I studied, I, I tried to study, um, you know, I was, I was meditating once, I was trying to study something, and I realized that you know, we are talking from um, Apostle Joseph Ayubaba um, last time, you know, John Gilek, all of them. The attacks of the enemy was very visible. You will see a child swollen with eyes. You will see a child bent in ways that should not be humanly possible. You will see um, demons enter someone's room. Phys- I mean, physical, you know, carry your carry your, your bed and shift it away. And the man will say, what are you doing? Please shift my bed back. That was, uh, that was, uh, we'll do all of this stuff. But in this day and age, it's not, you don't see it many times anymore. It now seems as if the new weapon that the enemy wants to use for people is complacency. And people often mistake the presence of results for fervency. So you see someone, they are succeeding in their life, they are you know, doing much, doing all of this stuff, but they lack substance. There is no root to them. 
people that are most strong in the things of God are people that are enlightened to what God has done. Prayer is the avenue to remind yourself of who you are and what you know where you are coming from. Because when you pray, like Apostle Paul says in Ephesians um, 1, verse 17, 18, says that, that the eyes will understand me what be enlightened, that you may know the hope of calling and the riches of glory of inheritance in the saints. Because when a believer is blinded to what Jesus has done, the believer will act like an unbeliever. So you will find yourself reacting in ways. That is why when bad things happen to you, your first question is, God, why? Not rejoice. Because if you are aware of what scriptures has promised you, at the end of tribulation for you is the promise. At the end of tribulation for you is a strength of character. At the end of tribulation for you is the obligation of God to make sure that when he turns around the captivity of Zion, you do not remember what you have gone through. But when you do not pray, you are not aware of things like that. That is why you will consistently make the same mistakes. You will get into bad relationships. You will get into bad deals. You will not be aware of the fact that beyond what your eyes can see, there is that which lasts forever. You are not sensitive to men. Someone is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is scratching at your heart. But you are not aware. You will sense a slight discomfort, but you will shrug it off. Life is greatly spiritual. Greatly. I have been uh, um, in, in situations where I, you know that time when you disobey God and you are like, oh, I'm, de- I'm, I'm finished in this point. So there was a particular time uh, there was an Okada man and the Holy Spirit, I saw the Okada and the Holy Spirit was like, don't take this guy. And it wasn't just a straight instruction, it was with body on your heart. I don't think that. I was like, no, I need to get tips, I need to get to church. You can't legit. You, there can be legitimate reasons in your head sometimes to disobey. I said, I have to get to church. For some reason, I have to make sure I'm on time. Everything. So I climbed the bike. <clears throat> As I climbed the bike, my legs went numb. Ah, oh, like, God, I'm in trouble. That's another person. Like, we didn't, you would know that this was planned. Because it was at a rich bar. We just drove. We didn't get here. We just drove a little while. And there was another guy just climbed on top of it. Ah, I started speaking in tongues. Ah, you know, and um, after a while, the guy just, the guy just, the guy on my back just got down. And he was, was talking, was talking with me. He was saying, I'm looking for my sister. Can I give you 30,000? You know this thing that, I don't know, I've, it has happened so many times that they'll be saying rubbish to you as if, I don't know, maybe to confuse you. I was just speaking in tongues. I was speaking, I was saying, me, they help him. Come, 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 come. As the other Okadaman just kept driving, and I was just saying, God, please, just let me get feelings back in my legs. And as we almost got to TBC, I got feelings back in my legs, and I told the man to stop. That's how they would have carried me and gone. And it's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's not the and every single time, I used to climb the bike like that. Do you understand? So, <laughs> life, life is highly spiritual. Life is... Glory to God. Hallelujah. Life is highly <laughs> Praise God. Are we good? Alright, so life is highly spiritual. So why do we pray? We pray for light, enlightenment, and edification. Why? Because though you have been renewed, reborn in your spirit, there is, a, there, is, there is a refurbishment that has to go on in your mind. A refurbishment to make you more awake to God and more like God. Okay. Praise God. Okay. Awake to God and like God. 
And the only way this can be done is through prayer. So when you are not praying, you are giving yourself the chance to go back to who you are before Christ saved you. That is why you will see that your greatest weaknesses come to play in your times of greatest prayerlessness. Things you are able to resist, you will not be able to resist them. That is why I can tell when your prayer life is off. It is in the moment where you are most frustrated. Where the slightest thing in which you had the self-control to manage upsets you. You are not accommodating your behavior. You fly off the handle because you don't have roots anymore. You lack the ability to continue in the things of God. Give excuses for communion. You are not instant in fellowship. You lack the ability to speak the words of life to people when they come to you. Someone comes to you with a problem as a believer and then you, you say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Fine. There is nothing that is stirred up in your heart to pray for such a person. Evangelism becomes a little bit. People are jumping out and saying, oh, we are preaching to people, we are doing this, we are doing this. And are like, ah, not so much. It's not everybody that will do evangelism. Ah! Ah! That's right. You will do evangelism. That's one. Everybody is supposed to do it. The things of the Spirit will make difference to many. People will be rejoicing and you will be like, okay. Uh, when everybody has, you know, stuff all those things will be good. I'm not saying if you don't rejoice, no, but, but there's, there's a heart someone can have towards it. Let me tell you something. I don't try to tell people that, oh, everybody must rejoice, skip and everything. Sincerely speaking, when people are rejoicing in you, you are a believer. Joy will be welling up in your heart because you are a partaker of that which they are rejoicing about. But there is the heart of uh, all these people shouting about. Because you have not been edified. That is why you must consistently pray in the spirit. In season and out of season. That is why, you know, the Bible says that be instant in season and out of season. When you feel like it and when you do not feel like it. How was Apostle Paul able to know that the grace of God was sufficient for him and his strength was made perfect in his weakness? He pleaded and prayed to the Lord. What? Three times. Praise God. He pleaded and prayed to the Lord three times. Meaning that if Apostle Paul did not pray, he will continually suffer in infirmity and not have that light that grace can be sufficient in our weakness to give to every Christian in the world. And would have missed out on that. Trust in him, Shah. You would have said it somewhere else. But would have missed out on that. That is why, as a believer, what has God sent you to do? Is there a hope and an expectation in your heart? What does the word do to you? How are you assured of it? It is by prayer that these things are done. Because there is something about prayer. There is something about speaking in tongues. I am becoming as I am speaking in tongues. Something is changing within me. Now, while I will not make the habit of saying, lie down and you know, speak in tongues, because that one is calm. There's an attitude to prayer, praise God. And the attitude is you stand up. Praise God. Why you can pray anyway? There's 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 a there's, there's a way, you know, the postmodern world has made it like, oh, you know, the way there's there's, there's this feel like you know God is your daddy and he's your daddy. You know, you just chill as long as you lie down, you know, pray with him and everything, and it's all cool and it's good. But don't just let it make you slip into complacency. Why? Because God can only use those who have been prepared. And those who have been prepared are those who have strength. 
because God will place destinies in your hand which he already has and battles will come tribulations over those people's lives that if you have not built the practice of consistently praying being aware of the fact that something can be happening and you can be sensing somewhere else and so you will start praying you will lead people astray and people will fall by the wayside that is why you will hear things you will hear things of believers doing horrible things and you'll be wondering how then do they have the spirit of God there is no substance edification has not been done you will wonder that how are these people capable of great evil and yet call themselves the sons of God it is the quenching of the spirit now everything is a presentation and there is no life in it when Bible, when Bible says that the letter killeth and the spirit giveth life, people usually think that, um, just say it, that, uh, you know, um, this letter killeth, spirit giveth life, you must always speak. It is in the fact that when anything is oblivious of the impute of God, it will bring death. The absence of God is death. Meaning that for the believer to consistently walk in life, he must be aware of God. That is why saying, Pray every morning. Pray every night. 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, 15 minutes at night, one hour a day. 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. Pray. Why? Because the believer that does not pray is the believer that is weak. And the devil doesn't care. Do you know? If the Bible says that above all else, leave the shield of faith to prevent the fiery darts of the enemy. And the Bible lets you know that you will build up your faith by doing what? praying in tongues. What does that tell you? To pray, is to not pray, is to be without the shield. To be without the shield is to constantly be under attack. And I'm not trying to make you get to your place where you say, oh, ah, so I've got to be watching out for the devil. Let me just wait. See, oh my God, that's one demon. No, no, it's, it's not that. It's just in the fact that you are always battle ready. Who is a believer that is battle ready? A believer is, that is battle ready is a believer that can minister life whenever and however is asked of him. That is the minister that is battle ready. Be it in the casting out of demons or in the speaking of inspired words. So we pray for enlightenment and edification so that we may become. We pray in the spirit to that end because there are things that are doing us. There are things that we are not aware of but the spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Why? The Bible says no one knows the mind of a man except the spirit of that man. But no one knows the mind of God except what? The spirit of God. Meaning that the thoughts and intentions that God has for you are best communicated to you through his spirit. How then do you get what is communicated to you through someone? You talk to them. You do not have the ability to read minds. That is how you see someone. You see a believer, I just felt something within me that was saying, I should get up, you know. I just felt something within me that was saying, this was not my place anymore. I just felt something within me that was saying, this person was not the one. Because that which knows the mind of God is the spirit of God. And then it has been placed within you. That's why Jefusa said something to me once. It struck me very much. Jefusa, big Holy Spirit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jefusa, see, you know Holy Spirit. Jefusa and Holy Spirit, they are, they are, they are different from your doing. Praise God. So she was always saying something that one day she used to ask God that um, she used to ask the Holy Spirit how to do it. And that's how deep it is. 
let this be house a day. And the Holy Spirit told her once that, you know, the day was painful for him because there were many believers that were hurt unnecessarily by things that could have been completely avoided. Pastor Damian today said something that when the believer does not apply the wisdom of God to his, to his situations, he will be praying for the power of God to alter his errors. How then is the wisdom of God made available for you? By the enlightenment, praying the Spirit gives. That is why you will read your Bible from now till tomorrow. You will not pray. And when you want to minister to someone, there will be something stopping you. Because there is the letter and there is life. The connector is the Spirit. Do you understand? That is why you will see when you first gave your life to Christ, you have forgotten how it was for you. That you will read your Bible and situations will arise in your life. And what you read was the answer to what happened. Or someone will ask you a question and the words that will come out of your mouth were the words of Scripture. But because you have grown and you have gotten used to it, prayer is now an obligation and not a necessity. Believers must consistently pray. It is an inexcusable part of our existence. It should be a burden in your heart when you do not pray. When you find yourself not speaking in tongues. It should happen so much so that the problem now is not to pray but to stop praying. It happens so much, you know, it happens, uh, it happens so much to, you know, one of my friends and I, particularly my dad, let me use my dad, let me use my dad right now, so I don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm being proud, so I, I learned it from him. My dad, my dad prays without season. Once my dad is not doing anything, his mouth is moving. Like, it is, it is now, it is now second nature. When he is not doing anything, his mouth is moving, praying in tongues consistently. Consist- which is why if he says, "Don't go out," it's not. It's not. If you, you can go and die, you go out. You don't go out. Why? You are able to build it up. Pastor was telling us a story one time of how Philomena would go to his study, sit down in a chair, and start praying, and he won't stand up for seven hours, and he won't fall asleep. How do you think he's done? I exercise me. If we try that, ha, ah, we sleep. We sleep. It's not a lie. Don't let's lie to ourselves. We sleep. You sit down in a chair and you close your eyes, comfortable chair. You think you time traveled, but you slept. You wake up be like because you know there's a way praying you pray and it will deceive you. You will pray, you you slept praying in tongues and woke up praying in tongues. You'll you be like, oh wow. <laughs> I have I have I have covered distances in the spirit. When you dozed off, or you'll be praying on chapel, you'll be teleporting. You, you, you don't know that you are falling asleep in seconds. That is why you see in Hebrews 5:14, it says that strong meat is for men who, by reason of exercise, have been able to exercise their senses to discern between good and evil. There is something in your mind that makes you think that every time good and evil is apparent, sometimes it has to be discerned. Because to an hungry man to tell you to turn stone to bread while having the power to do so is right. But man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. How then was Jesus able to get a revelation? Because he had been in the wilderness praying and fasting. To tell a man that angels will give guide over you, 
you have spoken to the word, the word himself, testifying of what he contains. And if he jumps up from down, you spoke the truth. If Jesus jumped up, angels would have caught him. But good and evil is not always apparent. It must always be discerned. That is why you will be in a relationship with someone. I like relationships. You'll be in a relationship with someone. You say the chain. You are not discerning. You carry the son of hell. You did not know. You are you you are you are entwined with the daughter of Jesus. You did not know. You will be seeing their characteristics. But because you are blinded by passion, you are not aware. In your life, you will be seeing things that are not of God. But because you are blinded by your situation, you are not aware. That is why I can tell you that if you do not make the habit of praying, when life catches you, it will be bloody. It is not to inspire fear in your heart, but to show you the urgency of the requirement of prayer. So it's not that I want you to now say, I'm going to be praying six hours every day of my life. Doing it, see, let me, let me say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done much, eh? but as regards feeling about prayer, I don't think there's anybody's story that I've not lived through. You see, you said you will pray two hours a day, you will split it three times, and you will now be praying. Day three, bah. Is it, uh, I will go to fish, I will go to fish, I will stay awake. Honestly, go and pray. First, for anybody here that is having problem recognizing the voice of God, see, there is the now word of God and there is the word of God. Let me give you what the now word of God is. The now word of God is direct instruction as to the next step to take. So, do this or don't do that or stay away from this part or stay away from this person. There is a written word of God which is, has the same credibility as the voice of God. If you are having problems discerning the voice of God, just read the word. You can know what God, what someone sounds like by listening to their recording. Abi, what is the recording of the words of God? The words he has spoken. That is what it is. That is why it says that his words are spirit and they are life. They are alive. Mercy, that when the Bible says it's sharper than a two-edged sword, able to cut the dividing between what? Body and soul and spirit. The word of God is a discerner of the intents and the thoughts of the heart. Meaning that when you are abiding the word of God, you are able to discern that which is yours and that which is of God. Praise God. The best way to fast track this pray along with the word. That is why tenets of the Christian faith do not change. Tenets for growth of the Christian faith do not change. It's prayer and the study of the word. Now, next thing. Prayer is a weapon and prayer is a shield. Someone hear me? Prayer is a weapon and prayer is a shield. In preparing for more, there will be tribulations. Enemy will come in like a flood. Things will happen that will make it seem like all that you have hoped for, the expectations in your heart will be cut short. Prayer is the shield to protect you from the advance of the enemy and the weapon to repel his attacks. Why is it a weapon and a shield? One, 
Prayer reminds you of your place. So you know that you are protected. Prayer makes power available. So it is hidden. That is why when someone is praying and has it never happened to you? Before prayer, the Satan's like, if God be for me, who can be against me? You'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. If God be for me. And then you pray. And then you come out and you say the exact same words again. And you come forth with such light that you are wondering what happened before the prayer. Why? Prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a shield. Power made available. Eh? One, the power to do, the enlightenment to know where you stand. Because what the Apostle Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? But we see a parable where it says that until the master of a house is matured, he's treated like a slave, placed under tutors, matured. So we see that growth and maturity determines the access to inheritances. So you wonder, what is this person doing? Why is this person moving fast? They are 22. How are they doing this? They are king, they are same age. God. Many Christians do not know. That is why you see a 19-year-old boy that has been praying. Eh? God, you are 26 and you say yes, sir. Now realize that the strength of a man is not in his age, in what he has deposited in himself and what he has become. Do you not think that churches where you see young pastors, there are not people older than them? You cannot do who you have not become. You will be unable to. Life rewards people for their becoming, not for their dreams. That is why someone says to me, like, success is not what you pursue, but what you become as a result, or what you attract as a result of who you become. Success is not what you pursue, but what you attract as a result of who you become. Why? Because the way the world has been created, everything will always flow to value. Now, value in this why you will pursue the kingdom of God first and all other things will be added. Why? Because to pursue the kingdom of God, you will learn the principle of your place in Christ. His will, his instruction, his mind about things. But for the people, when you learn all of those things in sequence, every other thing you will pursue. Why? Because you have successfully captured the mind of of, I want to capture the mind of God. No, it is who you will become. And so, because you know the mind of God, you are understanding His precepts. You are able to translate them into your contemporary situation. You know what business is to do better. You know the, 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 the importance of this. That even though God was omnipotent, worked to create the world. That's why He rested after His work. That's why He rested after what He had done. You understand the principle of God for relationships. You understand the principle of God for people. You understand the will of God as it pertains to men. That is why you walk in love. 
people will not say you are such a pleasure to work with. I enjoyed working with her so much. Do you think it's by um, emotional intelligence principle? Not by that every time. I'm sure you know. Let me tell you something. There is no. There's, there are certain levels of coconut headness eh, that only a believer can handle. Why do you think certain pastors make best in university? Pastor in church. You can work with anyone. Sure you know. That's why your pastors are worthy of double honor. And I used to joke that the fact that sometimes Pastor Sam doesn't just enter the phone and slap me is proof that he's worthy of double honor. Because I would have slapped him. Do you get? So one, prayer is your key to becoming. I still have so much notes here, but I have to stop. Prayer is your key to becoming. It is enlightenment. It is the key to enlightenment. the door to enlightenment. It is the strength for instruction. The strength to be able to do. And prayer is a weapon and a shield. Why? Because it builds faith. Makes power available to do. To repel attacks. And shield to protect you. So you must pray. You must make the habit of praying. You must place it foremost in your mind and in your heart. Why? Pastor used to say something that whether in the day, whether in the night or day, it takes light to rule. Because God made one light to rule the day and one light to you know rule the night. Meaning that regardless of the situation, the one who will be at the forefront is the one that knows what to do. That is why you see many Christians. I don't know what to do in my life. I don't know my life has to Your life has purpose. If you are a believer and you are feeling right now that you don't know what to do with your life, go and pray. You are not an unbeliever. Your end has been predetermined. You are being complacent and you are being lazy. Stay awake. Stand up. Sorry if I'm sounding harsh. As long as that, you understand? Don't, don't be paid too much. Are you listening to me? Stand alert. God does not use weak men. Forget it. That is why you will see men being used and you will be satisfied. You would, you would not be able to complain because you know that you did not do what they did and you still do not do what they do. If you're a man here and you are not praying, sorry, I'll get to you. If you're a man here and you are not praying, you've not made the habit of praying. What are you doing? If you're a man of Judah here and you have not made the habit of praying, what are you doing? Eh? How then do you expect to build character and lead a life in future? Of what use will you be to our generation? Don't be angry. I'm saying that. But don't be angry. Of what use will you be to our generation? Are you listening to me? If you're a woman and you are not praying, you are wondering why sons of Satan are coming to come and meet you consistently and they are toasting you and they are disturbing you. You do not know that like attracts like. No, calm down. Calm down. It's not like that. It's not like that. Do you understand? 
You've never seen flies perch on a hot stove. Never. That is why no matter how drunk you will be, if mommy Oyedepo is standing in front of you, or mommy Adepo is standing in front of you, you cannot walk up to them now. Can you? No. There is, a, there is something that can happen to you as a woman that someone will walk up to you and by virtue of the words of your mouth, he will see that you are not on his level. You are expecting a king, not someone of the streets. Are you listening to me? That's why Pastor Mike told us a story once. This guy came to come and toast her. She preached to him, baptized him in the Holy Ghost, and he gave his life to Christ. So you know that he cannot just die again. You know, you know, he just, you should have said, I led you to the faith, young man. You have to, you have to, let's respect ourselves. <laughs> Do you know, and particularly for men, I, I, I really want to say this, particularly for men, men of Judah, you will not, you will not be weak men. Are you listening to me? You will not be weak men, not in this world, not in the world to come. Praise God. Because there is something that happens that people, that people forget. We will give accounts. That's where I will end. We will give accounts. Do you know? And if we do not make the habit of prayer, we will fall short on the things that God has sent us to do. Because we will not be aware. We will spend so much time battling things that a few hours of prayer would have solved. Or remembering who we are in Christ would have solved. We will spend years battling anxiety when it is not of God. We're in a world where it seems like, yes, mental health and, you know, celebrate everything. And, you know, and it, it's a lot. People go through a lot. But if you are going through that, you can, by the Spirit of God, put it under. It may not be a complete absence of it, but you have control over it. Are you listening to me? You have the ability to decide your destiny in the place of prayer. That is why moments when I'm down and when I'm not doing anything and I pray and I meditate on the things of the world, what will happen is that joy will be birthed in my heart and I know that there is a future. There is a hope. And I can say glory to God. Do you understand? That is why you see men speak with conviction that what the word of the Lord says is what it will do. It is not birthed from a place of head say. It is birthed from communion and fellowship. Why? Because I have talked to him. I know him. What he says is what he will do. He is bound by it. He cannot fail. He has promised my future. I am expectant of it. He has prepared me for more. So I know that by him, I can run through troops and I can leap over walls. But what people fail to realize is that everybody will be faced with troops. It is only by him that you can run through them and you can leap over the walls. That is why he didn't say if the enemy. He says when the enemy comes in like a flood. You will raise a standard against him. What is the standard? Prayer and the word. By prayer, you are enlightened. Your sensitivity is heightened. You know what the flood is. Do you understand? So when the storms are blowing, you can keep your eye on Jesus. That is why 
if every every time something bad happens your first reaction is always to complain or why is this your first reaction even if you may not act on it at that moment to be god what is happening i need to pray that is why if you see something about every pastor you have ever met whenever they are narrating situations in their lives the first thing they will tell you is that when this thing happened i asked god what is going on you only ask your friend you only ask someone you are fellowship with what is going on you don't ask a stranger you don't you have found a friend in jesus you have found a father in god don't walk away don't be too far pray pray in tongues consistently pray in tongues when you are walking on the street pray in tongues just pray i'm edifying my spirit i'm edifying pray in tongues pray in tongues make sure that your mouth is moving make sure that your mouth is moving it's not a thing of like so you don't do it i don't want to make it seem like it's a duty but make the habit of praying as often as it is exclaim in tongues once in a while so do you know what will happen you will start finding yourself saying uncommon words of faith because the prayers you have been praying have built you up a man cannot hide what he is it will always show up so a man that has prayed and continually prays is a man of faith he understands to make supplication he understands to pray for others in intercession and he understands the prayers of fellowship not that there are different prayers but you have prayed so much that you have transcended it all you have been able to bear god when you need to bear god you have been able to talk to god you have been able to pray for other people so what will happen you're a man of faith faith will continually show up in your conversations so when someone says how can you do it ah, it's god that will do it for me we say i am a man called by god my family is blessed my sisters are blessed they are women of valor they are women who excel in strength that is why you will see men of faith men and women of faith their speech and their tongue is different when they speak to you even if their english is not clear there is eloquence their thoughts and intents and the passion of their heart is clearly communicated to you and you with all your grammar and english you will not be able to match up do you get it so we must pray consistently consistently always we must pray every time if you are listening to this right now you are watching this pray and we are having prayer meeting on what on friday and it's going to be online if you've had this and you still do not come and pray <sighs> boss our lives depend on it without it we could literally die and let me tell you something it is better to be taken out of this world than to be dying in it because taken out of this world we will be with god here we are far away in despair and without strength life is a lot to be going through it alone it is too much but is life not too when people don't, don't make it, I used to wonder, I used to wonder a lot. Because how do you guys, how, how, how do, I'm, 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 I want to say how do you guys do so, but you see myself, I, I pray every time, you know, and every time I used to feel like, well, how do you guys do it? That you will live consistently and you will not pray. And your heart, like, something will, not, will happen and you are able to power through it by your own strength. I sincerely respect you, honestly speaking. I cannot do it though. I don't have the strength. Small thing like this, I'm Brother, I, 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 I,
tongues, you will pray. You will pray. And that's where, that's why you will not see. Now, one thing I saw that prayer is an exercise eh? is by singing in tongues. So let me tell you something. You can grow in prayer. You can get better at it. Do you know that the shortness of time with which, you know, because sometimes prayer is like, like Wi-Fi connection. Sometimes you're just praying, and then there's just this one where you're just like, bah, and you're like, ah, open the door to heaven, and I'm praying now, and then you because you put on your data, one Twitter will come on, and then quote and quote, you jump down from heaven, and then you have to pray back up again. As you grow consistent in prayer, that is how you will not see. That how do men of God do this thing and they will pray and say things will move and they will say, I hear God. They have consistently practiced how to pray. This one, oh, I want to sing in tongues. You know, like this person. I just, I just want to, this, this tunes and melody is fitting. Ah, it's practice. You will sing, you will, you, will, you will sing it. Praise God. You will consistently pray. That's why it says, I will pray in my spirit and I will pray in my understanding. I will sing in my spirit and I will sing in my understanding. I will do these things consistently. How do you think a man was able to write the epistles? How do you think a man was able to write the epistles? Why? He prayed more than them all. That is why, before Revelations was written, Apostle Paul said that Jesus will come back with a trumpet and the sound of an archangel. You did not know. Thessalonians was written in 52 AD. Revelations was written in 97 AD. span of years and this man was already saying things that will appear in revelations Apostle Paul is not your mate he's not your mate do you understand? see, we are all called believers but on that final day you will know him I'm serious, honestly speaking not see many times the deceit the of the world is in the fact that everybody, we are all, everybody is good people everybody has their uniqueness and everything see when you get to heaven people that want souls eh? they did not have your money they did not have everything you have eh? while you will all chop life eternally they will chop it differently do you know they will be rewarded with crowns I'm not sure whether you can feel jealousy in heaven but you will see the crown and you will know that that is why they got it because a good master will reward the person that fulfilled his will if someone does what they want, what you what you want the most, you will reward them. Did you get? So pray. Someone say with me, I will pray, and I will continually pray. Start from tonight. Don't wait tomorrow. Is whatever whatever voice in your heart is telling you now that pray tomorrow is not from God. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Oh, we ask that these words are not just mere words, God pray that there is an hunger that is birthed in each person's heart to continually pray and pray and pray and pray that these people become as they pray in the name of Jesus Father, that they are strengthened at every point in time where it seems they will be unable to they are strengthened to push and pray for more in the name of Jesus for in Jesus name we pray thank you for joining us today I'm sure you've been blessed you can follow us on our social media platforms at VHFUI on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube videos with the name Vessels of Honors Foundation. Previous messages can also be listened to on Anchor and on Audiomark with the username Vessels of Honors Foundation. 
We're the vessels of honor's foundation. We're a very happy family. We're born with a very hot fire and we operate on a very high frequency. I would love you to join us again and again and again. Stay blessed and have a wonderful week. Bye.